We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Mitchell Robinson looks like he's going to be out for a while with the fractured foot. You, you know what it's like. Oh, the men- oh you, you didn't know. No. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the word that we received, and they're going to know tomorrow more the severity of it. You you know as well as anybody the mental challenge of coming back from an injury. He just had was out with a broken hand. Uh, I mean, how God. how can you help him, and and how do you deal with with going through something like that again? Oh man, uh, I'm lost for words right now, bro. Uh, I mean, just stay with him, pray for him, and. Uh-huh. Derek, we'll let you go. I, we didn't realize that you yeah. hadn't, hadn't been told. Uh, terrific yeah, win, man. but go be with your teammates. Thank you. All right, y'all. All right. All right. Okay. Um, I don't really know how to talk about this game, I'll be honest. This is uh, – this is. I mean, it's funny because there was nothing – inherently strange about tonight and yet Breen said it over and over and over again it was a strange night because there's no other way to describe tonight other than that it was a strange I think it was the combination of the fact that we we found out all of the Bucks players are going to be out and we're like okay great it's going to be a win and then we found out Randall was going to be out and be like okay well we're still a lot better than the people that the Bucks have and then the Mitch thing it was just like I don't know. It's it's tough to be excited and happy about this one. Uh, yeah, thank you, MC's audio. Bittersweet win. Um, Vivek, a W is a W. I mean, in my core, I'm I agree with Vivek. It, a W is a W. When you're, you know, when you're fighting and clawing and you're scrapping and you are talent efficient like the Knicks are, and you get a win to go twenty four and twenty two, and I think for the moment they're in a tie for for fourth place in the East which is insane to say 46 games into the season. 
um, you know, a win is a win, and and, and that's good. But to, it just tonight was an. I'll say this. I will give them credit for pulling out the victory, despite the fact that the Bucks were playing, you know, a G League team, only because Milwaukee, like, I don't know, you know, and Tedekumpo go, you know, making his first four three pointers, all of which one was crazier than the next. The Bucks as a team went 14 of 36 from deep. Um, they tapered off late, but like, but I'll, I'll talk about the game in a minute. I want to, I want to talk about the Mitch injury first because I, you know, I uh, I feel like big picture wise, we that's the we have to start there. So, uh, you know, coming into this season or coming off of last season, I think everybody felt like okay, the Knicks had R.J. Barrett, who we felt really good about, and then we had Mitchell Robinson, who we felt really good about. And then we had, you know, the rookies and whatever else and like maybe Knox and maybe this and maybe that. But but and I'm going to get to everybody in the super chat in a second. But um, Mitch was the guy who had shown consistent growth and like signs of this dude might be something, you know, over the last two years. For it, two years ago, he was literally the only hope that we he was the only reason worth worth watching this team two years ago. And then last season, you know, you got some RJ, which was nice. Um, but Mitch has been a really important part of not only this team, but like <laughs> sad as it is to say, our experience as Nick fans over the last two years. And he came in and he didn't like blow us away with a lot of the craziness that he, you know, you'd see in like the offseason videos and whatnot. But he was good. He was better. He was clearly better. He had bought into Tibbs' defense. He was he was showing progress on that, that end of the court. Um, and and he, the, the game that he had, the first injury, was his best game of the season. And he, since he's come back in these several games, he's been fine. He's been good. Um, I'm not sure that they win, you know, all these the, the recent games that they have won without him. And now this is just um, – it's just it, – I don't want to say it's devastating – because for all we know, a report could come back tomorrow that'll that'll say he's back in um, he's back in uh, uh, you know four weeks or something. Um, but it's it's it sucks. It really sucks. Uh, I'll get to some, some of the comments in the super chat. The less said about Elf Taj, um, the the better. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we'll we'll I'll get into Tibbs's lineup in a bit. Um, Stevens Guillaume. I don't ever want to see a Randallus offense again. Yeah. Um, if, if anybody wants to uh, start the all NBA campaign for Julius Randall, just send this, send this game tape to anybody voting for that. That's all you got to do. Um, this was, this game was dreadful to watch Mitch. I'll give you my foot. Yeah. I'd give him my foot too. Um, Enigma Macri. Do you think uh, Mitch is injury prone and will that affect his contract? So let's, um, Oh, wow. I missed uh, Fudernick. Uh, thank you for the update that Breen just broke the news about Mitch to Rose on live TV and it was super depressing. Yeah, I'm actually kind of happy I didn't see that. Um, yeah. Um, wow. Anyway. Yeah, it just sucks because this team has such good chemistry and they lo- I really do like each other. And Mitch, I he's 
He's such a, he's a good, I could say this because I I have, he's the one guy that I felt like I was actually around enough when I was covering games in person, in person to say this about, he's a, he's a genuinely good dude. He's a quirky dude. He's a good dude. He's fun loving the stuff that you see with the, with the uh, Mitch's block party. That's like very real. That's him. He's just a, he's just a fun, quirky dude. And like everybody loves him on that team. I'm, I'm convinced everybody loves him on that team. So will it affect his contract? I mean, this is really interesting now, right? Because they had this choice coming up, and they still have the choice coming up, whether to let him play for $1.8 million next year or to wipe that away and extend him um, as a restricted free agent now. Um, (laughs) I'm going to get to uh, these couple of comments uh, in a second um, because I think they're good. I don't know that this affects them. Do I think that this is going to make them feel like he's injury prone? I mean, he's a slim seven footer. Like these guys have a track record. Like the track record is what it is throughout the NBA. I mean, these guys do happen to get hurt. I feel like a lot of times, um, I think it's going to make them a little bit more cautious. Yeah, sure. How could it not? Um, Let me. Uh, I'll touch on how this affects what they'll do with this roster spot in a bit. But let me get to some questions. I'll talk about the game a little bit more. Uh, Josh Arison, um, hot take: Knox, twenty-one years old, still only twenty-one, has a higher upside than Obi Toppin, twenty-three. Um, higher upside. I don't know if I could say he has a higher upside. I think there is a greater chance that Kevin Knox is a rotation player for a decent NBA team than Obi Toppin is right now because Knox, we know what he could do. He could hit threes. And that guy, a, a six foot eight guy or six foot nine guy, wherever he is, who could hit threes, is always going to be able to have a job. Um, if he could defend at a passable level, Obi, we'll see. He he really hasn't flashed enough to make me be like, yes, we know for sure he's going to be able to stick in the league. I think Kevin Knox could probably stick in the league. Um, that said, I think Obi still has a higher ceiling. Um, I thought we saw some nice flashes from Obi in the first half, but at the same time, we also saw some not so great stuff on defense. The defense is really concerning, and that's why Tibbs benched him in the second half. I don't blame Tibbs for benching in the second half. Um, and look, he won the game, and Knox gave you some nice minutes. Michael Aaron, shout out to my, my buddy Michael Aaron. Um do you think the front office has been a bit concerned about Mitch becoming injury prone? Yeah. Maybe that's why we heard the Drummond rumors. I can't stay for the whole post game tonight. Have a good one. You have a good one too, man. Um, do I think that, no, I, I, I've been trying to kick the tires on and do some digging as how real that Drummond stuff ever was. And I do not feel comfortable sitting here and saying definitively that I think the drum, the Drummond stuff was all smoke and never real. And I don't feel comfortable sitting here and saying, that um, they were like fully in on Drummond. But my inclination, my educated guess is that they were not really ever in big time on Drummond. And that was more noise than it was real. And um, I don't think the rumors that you may have heard about Drummond had anything to do with Mitch and like them feeling that Mitch was injury prone. If anything, I think it had to do with the idea that like, hey, we could get a guy who has some very definitive NBA skills um, and potentially maybe possibly get him on a value contract. 
Um, and maybe they're becoming lukewarm on it was more to do with the fact that Drummond um, wanted a certain number. Maybe he required a starting job. Maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know. It's all guesswork at this point. Um, what I will say is I'm happy that Drummond is probably going to be going to Lakers. I did not want Drummond. I never wanted Drummond. If you've heard me before, you know my reasons why. I don't think – if you could put Drummond in a box and get Drummond to do the things that Drummond is supposed to do on the court, you're great. I was not comfortable dedicating years' worth of contracts uh, or a contract to finding out whether or not he was going to be – he was going to remain in that box. And as much as I love Tibbs, and I'll sing Tibbs' praises uh, all the way uh, you know, from here into the moon, I don't know that any coach is going to be like – keeping Drummond in a box. So um, some other super chat stuff, Don Cappuccini cheer up. We got the W I, I thank you. I should cheer up. I feel you. Mitch's loss is devastating. Would dang be a solid grab? Um, yes. Gorgie, Gorgie Jang. Um, I love the idea of Gorgie Jang for anybody who doesn't know Gorgie Jang center played for Tibbs in Minnesota, had some run-ins or a run-in at least with Tibbs where he was, there was an anecdote from a, um, John Krasinski piece about him being upset in a locker room after a game because I think he didn't like his playing time. Um, so they they definitely butted heads a little bit in Minnesota, but for all we know, they could have left off on good terms. I don't know that. Um, but what I do know is that uh, Gorgie Jang has hit almost 50% of his threes this year. And at one point in time, and maybe still, I'm not even sure, um, was leading the entire league in three-point percentage. He's a solid backup center. Um, you know, if he's willing to come here, that's a guy that not not only would I like to sign him for the rest of this year, he's a guy I wouldn't mind seeing what it would take to get him to stick around for a couple of years and get him under a guaranteed contract, you know, two years, $10 million, something like that with a small guarantee, maybe on the second year. Um, absolutely. They should kick the tires on him. Um, okay. I'm going to catch up. Uh, making sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. Mangu man, Mitch needs some muscle milk. Yeah. I'm anxious every time he plays like a concerning parent watching concerned parent watching their child in a UFC fight or something. Yeah. I mean, look, he jumps around a lot and he's, he's all over the place. I'd be, I am concerned. That's a good comment. Um, Tim Kim after the Aldridge signing, is it fair to turn into this into Lakers film school? Uh, it's like it's Lakers film room uh, who the good guy who runs that account and us Knicks all be home diehard Lakers fans for the last month of June. I mean, look, I, I predicted the, the Nets were going to go to the finals before the season ever started. I still think they're going to go to the finals. I do not think them signing LaMarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin um, changes their ultimate chances against the Lakers one iota. I think it's a, you know, Aldridge might help them for a couple minutes in a playoff game. Um, he could hit a, you know, he could hit a shot on a switch. Um, it, it's, I don't think that's a big difference maker. I still think the Nets are going to go to the finals and they could win it all, but I don't think that's a difference maker. Uh, Devlinson, one four three two one. I'm at work most Knicks games and miss out on the live chat. I love the podcast. Oh, thank you, man. Um, we appreciate the support. Um, shout out to you, um, Junkart Athens. Cheers from Greece. Hey, cheers from Greece. Always wanted to go to Greece. Can't wait to go someday. I'll hopefully be able to bring my wife there. Alfred Payton is Malacca. Malacca. Siri, translate Malacca. Oh, it's giving me all these choices. Greek. Greek. 
All right. Let's see where it work its magic. I can't translate into Greek yet. Oh, this is unfortunate. Um, Sam L. Thanks for the great content. You guys deserve every ounce of support. Agree on Drummond. John Henson, maybe. Yeah, um, I'd be down for John Henson. Um, I'd be down for Gorgie Jang a little bit more. But I like John Henson. He's a solid pro. They were rumored to be interested in Henson last year, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, any backup big. They just they need another big man because, God forbid, Noel or Gibson goes down. It, it puts you in a really tight spot. Although it would force Tibbs' hand to play Randall at the five, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, Vivek, Vivek, man, you're too kind. I owe you many a beer when we go to a game again someday. Um, this is for Mitch. Uh, didn't want Drummond before the game and don't want him now. Your lips to God's ears. I'd focus on Zhang instead and or pray that Oklahoma City changes their mind and buys out Hartford. I'm going to talk about Hartford in a bit. With that said, Mitch must work on his coordination this summer. Mitch needs to work on a lot of things. I, I think, you know, I thought the professionalism stuff was a little bit overblown, as I know you did too, Vivek. Um, what I do think is, what I do think is fair is I do, I mean, we see all these videos of Mitch working on all this nonsense during the summer and that's all well and good. I'd love for him to just spend a little bit more time working on boring fundamental shit. Um, and maybe some, some strength and coordination, like you say. Um, I think that would help him a lot more than working on like crossovers and whatever the hell else he does in these empty gyms. Um, what else we got? Uh, do do I got uh Brian Benjamin. What's up, Brian? Um, <laughs> who are the Nets? Robert Cross. I love it. Um, season two of The Wire. F funny. I I I need to watch The Wire. That's embarrassing for me to say, but like, I haven't I haven't I haven't watched The Wire. So everybody can scold me for that. Uh, Brian Benjamin. I never bought into Mitch. He always seemed injury prone. Do uh, I think we have to sell high? What do you think? Um, I don't know if you're selling high after this injury, uh, after these multiple injuries. I mean, what's what's Mitchell Robinson going to be worth this summer? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, they were you know New Orleans wanted him. I just I don't know if I thought the, if I thought that you could get a lot from Mitch, that'd be one thing. But I'm not sure what you could get. Harry Donard, Harry Donard, you're you, this is again you can contribute contribute to the super chat and you don't even ask a question. Thank you very much, man. Oh, it means asshole. Oh, okay. Thank you, David. Um, let's um, look. In in fairness, in fairness, I only have so many hours in the day, and I've always been a busy man, whether or not I'm doing this or other stuff. So there have been certain television shows that I have I have not watched. The, the Wire is the biggest one. I also haven't seen Breaking Bad. Um. Is that it? I think that's it. I've seen everything. I think all the other big ones I've seen. I've obviously, Sopranos and Mad Men. I've seen Mad Men. Um, but, yeah, so those are some big ones. Dominic Ambrose, Ambrosia? Ambrose. This is Dom the Dentist. Hey, Dom. Love the show. Love your podcast. Hoping the Knicks can get a solid center to finish the season. Also, love Elf, only 14 minutes. All right. That's um, that's a good transition uh, back to let's talk about the game a little bit more. I don't know. I really don't know what else there is to say on Mitch other than that. I hope he gets better. And, um, you know, it, this, it sucks. It just really sucks. Yes. Alfred Payton only played 14 minutes. Thank God. Thank you Tibbs for only playing Alfred Payton 14 minutes. Um, you know, there are a lot of guys that we can start out. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, Andrew. Um, there are a lot of guys that we could start out talking about after this game. The guy that I am, um, 
going to start off t- talking about, and I'll get to these two questions in the super chat, um, is Alec Burks. So Alec Burks, this is now six games in which he is averaging over 21 points um, over the last six games. I um, read uh, – I was, I'm preparing um, something for the newsletter for this week about a free agent – top free agents list. And um, I was just looking for a place that listed all of the free agents, and I found some article on Hoops Hype. Uh, listing like the top 50 or 60 free agents for the summer. And I don't know when this article was written. Maybe it was written months ago and hasn't been updated. But Alfred Payton was was on this list um, in like the 30s. Reggie Bullock was on it. Alec Burks was nowhere to be found. And the fact that like the rest of the league maybe is still sleeping on Alec Burks. I mean, talk about a guy that I'm really – I'm actually starting to get concerned about what this team would look like next year and moving forward without Alec Burks on it. That's how important Alec Burks has become. To me, he's – this might sound crazy. To me, he's more valuable to winning for this team than Marcus Morris was last year. I know Marcus Morris hit every fucking shot under the sun and shot whatever he shot, 48% from three, and got us a first-round pick. But, like, you know, they sucked with Marcus Morris, and, and they and they were – and they noticed they didn't drop off after, you know, after he left. Alec Burks is absolutely in- instrumental to what, what they do. He's their most consistent shooter, obviously. He's their quickest shooter. He fires off, does, requires no time. You always feel good when a shot leaves his hand. He could p- put the ball on the floor. He could play back a point guard. He could get to the rim. He could draw a foul. He's like, he's the poor man's everything. He does everything you need him to do. Shout out to Alec Burks. Um, some other Super Chat stuff. Jason M., do you think Knox will take, o- take Obi's minutes? Yeah, I think it's coming if it hasn't come already. Um, Evan, uh, here we go. Evan Janichin. I hope I got that right. Have a great night, man. Sign Jang. Thank you. You have a great night too, Evan. Thank you so much for the contribution. It's really generous. Um, Red Rich, Breaking Bad is the best show ever created. I have been told that. I know. I'm going to watch it. I promise. At some point, I'm going to watch it when I have free time, um, on the 12th of never. It'll happen. Um, Red Rich is correct. Thank you, Andrew, for chiming in because I didn't feel bad enough. Dzilla, any chance Knox gets back in the rotation now? He's got real value. Need his offense and his shooting to open off the floor. Obi needs a full offseason. Yeah, Obi does need a full offseason. I think that's painfully obvious at this point. Um, Knox tonight was two for two from the line, uh, one of three from three, and one of three overall because all he does is shoot threes, which is all he should do. Um, I thought he actually had some nice uh, defensive moments as well. He certainly is better on defense at this point than Obi. He's better on offense at this point than Obi. Um, there's not much more to say. He's a better player right now than Obi Toppin. I don't think there's any disputing that. Um, let's talk briefly about the uh, two guys that everybody cares about. Um, oh, here we go. Hold on. Oh, I'm happy. Oh, a couple uh, more comments. Sorry. Okay. Um, C.T. Pittman, again, C.T., thank you so much, my man. Ugly game, but glad for the win. Old Knicks lose this game. This team is built different. New York forever. Damn Skippy. Any other Knicks team would have lost this game. And I was preparing at some points for the Knicks to lose this game. Not because I thought they were the old Knicks, but because I thought they were just thrown so off by the fact that Randall wasn't there. And these guys were hitting 8,000 threes. I'll say this for the for the, the Knicks tonight, though. Their def- their offense gets rattled, 
clearly their offense gets rattled. And at, and at times their offense, you know, passes a little bit too much and like they get, they're like, Oh, what do we do? And this leads me into the next comment, by the way, um, Sanjay Tarani, what are your thoughts on the Bucks essentially playing a two, three zone all game? Also, any thoughts on the Knicks approach to beat the zone? I think the Knicks were, I mean, you look at tonight, the Knicks shot, 44 three-pointers, 44 three-pointers. Somebody, if uh, Andrew, maybe if you, if you want to look this up. Um, oh, nice. My wife just got some good news. Um, if you, if Andrew, if you want to look this up, um, is this the most three-pointers the Knicks have ever shot in a game? I'm going to guess maybe they had more during the 2012-13 season. Maybe they shot more at one point earlier this season. I got to think 44 three-point attempts is as basically as many threes as they shot. Um, you know, it's up there. So that's how you beat a zone. And you beat a zone by passing to the big man um, kind of right under the uh, free throw line. And you let that big man make a play. And we saw early on Taj Gibson had a couple little, you know, 10-footers or 12-footers or whatever. Um, RJ had one. Um, you know, they tried to they did the things that you're supposed to do, but at the same time, this team also gets into into spurts where it looks like certain guys are afraid to shoot the ball, which goes back to my comment about Burks. Burks is never afraid to shoot, and he shoots it when it's the right shot, and he passes up the shot when it's not the right shot. So another shout out to Alec Burks. Um, I thought they played the zone as well as they could. They were 16 of 44, 36%. That's, you know, what do you want? Um, but I thought they I was more impressed with their defense. I'll say that. Um, a couple other comments, uh, here in the super chat. Thank you guys again. Really. The generosity is, is always unbelievable to me. Great film stuff. After watching this game, I don't understand why Knox doesn't get 20 minutes a game. Losing Mitch is rough, but I'd be down with Kyle O'Quinn. Yes, Kyle O'Quinn, the God. Kyle O'Quinn, the God. Um, I would love a Kyle O'Quinn reunion. I'm surprised nobody's been been talking about that. Alec Burks is our Eric Gordon. Great comp. Great comp. Like, poor man. And Eric Gordon got paid $70 million. Um, We have to extend him. Completely agree. Um, It'll be interesting because his... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, they have early bird rights on him, which means they could pay him 120%. His, his salary next year can be 120% of what he's earning this year. 
So it can be started like $7 million and you could extend him uh, with 8% raises. So I think you can sign him to um, like a maximum of, do some quick math in my head, four years, $33 million, something like that. Um, or three for 25, whatever. Um, whatever it is, if he's willing to do that, I'd love it. Um, you may need to... I don't know. He may get a bigger offer than that. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I haven't talked about RJ. I've been talking for, for uh, 25 minutes. Haven't, haven't mentioned RJ Barrett. Got a comment here from Wilt128. RJ was inefficient, but another nice learning experience where he racked up a nice assist total and got a clutch steal there down the stretch. The, um, the steal from RJ was my play other than the Burks three, which gave them a three point lead. Um, RJ, the RJ steal was, was my play of the game. And it was really the play of the game because he had an offensive possession immediately before that, where he missed a shot and it wasn't a great offensive possession, but he came back, stayed with it, got the steal. It was a massive steal. It was the play of the game up until that point. Um, he ended up with the type of night that you would expect a 20 year old kid to have as the first option on a team. He filled up the stat sheet, which was great. Um, 21 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, five turnovers, you know, whatever. Um, 22 shots, 21 points. This we we got a preview tonight of what this year would have looked like um with with RJ Barrett being the first option on this team. Um, it would be like a rich man's version of what we're seeing from Anthony Edwards, a very rich man's version of what we're seeing from Anthony Edwards this year. Um so I was fine with it. Um, I thought he had all in all, he was, it was a fine game. Um, it, 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 it was what it was. Um, and then I agree, by the way, Jonas Plout, uh, zone defenses do not cater to RJ's skill set. I completely agree with that. The, our, zones, zones is, you could jam up RJ with a zone and he needs to grow from that and figure that out. Um, overratedness. I really appreciate Tidge giving us Taj, Noel, and Peyton against the zone. The one game you really needed RJ to have space, but he played IQ. Um, I thought he figured – look, Tibbs, he made changes late. Um, he went with the shooters down the stretch. He I, – I think if you're going to ask me why did he – obviously he didn't know that they were going to come out with the zone. You want to say that Tibbs should have adjusted sooner, earlier in the game. You know. That's fair. Um, you want to tell me that he should have adjusted sooner after halftime? That's fair. Um, when it was nut-cutting time, he had his shooters on the floor. But at the same time, you know, there were also some dicey moments when he had more shooters on the floor. I think it's just, you know, the Knicks are a team full of young guys and guys that are imperfect. And we saw the result of that. Um, but you're right. Uh, you need you needed more shooters, and, and Tibbs didn't start the game like that. So. Um, that's not what you want. Um, quickly, I haven't talked about quickly yet. So let's read quickly stat line real quick. Manuel quickly, 26 minutes, four or 14 from the field. Not great. However, all four of those makes were from three. He also, um, had a, a was that an N one or was that a, uh, tech? I think that was a tech. So, uh, three rebounds, five assists. Again, you'll love to see the assists from Manuel quickly. Only two turnovers, 13 points. Again, young guy. A lot of possessions, um, not the most efficient game, but I thought it was fine. Um, so solid games from our from RJ and quickly. Anybody else that is worth mentioning? Uh, 
not really. Uh, yeah, not really. I don't know. You want me to talk about Rose? Rose had 13 points on 15 shots. Well, certainly not what you want. Uh, made his first three, missed his next four. Again, not what you want. But I thought it was Rose's first game back. Um, Dom Capacitti, I'm so glad Rose is back. Nice surprise. Randall next. Yeah, um, this team is better. I still, you know, here's the thing. I still want to see the fully healthy version of this team, and we're not going to see the version of that that team maybe for the rest of the year because it's unfortunate. Oh, I know what I didn't say. Um, let me read this comment first. James Lee, IQ and Burke's responsible for the entire team spacing. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Um, it, with Bullock out, Bullock helps the spacing too, but um, and RJ a little bit. Teams teams regarding RJ now a little bit more. Um, we didn't see Frank tonight. We didn't see Frank tonight, um, which I thought was interesting because they were hurt. Um, Bullock was out, and we didn't see Frank. And I think the reason for that is Tibbs was looking for any offense that he could get, which is why I thought he went with Knox over Frank because I think he trusts Knox more from three than he does Frank. Is that fair based on Frank's numbers this year? I don't know. Um, It was also a little bit of a positional thing. He had, um, you know, more guards available. Again, I'm very disappointed they didn't trade uh, Alfred Payton at the trade deadline. But, you know, what can you do? Before I forget, and then I'm going to take a couple more questions, then I'm going to get out of here. Um, my uh, amazing, wonderful producer, Andrew Claudio, has requested that I um, apologize for uh, the locker room mishap earlier this year because he's the best producer in the world. And we had or earlier this year, earlier today, where we couldn't call people up on the stage. Um, but let everybody know, uh, we spoke to locker room. There were some technical difficulties that were not our fault. And uh, check back next Saturday for another exciting locker room where you could actually hopefully come up on the stage. Got that out of the way. And then in answer to my question, this was a season high in three-point attempts, 44. Second was 42, um, which we did twice. So, yeah, a lot of threes tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, you want me to give Obi some love? Obi had some nice minutes um, on offense. He's still not – he's not what you want on defense. I, I can't – I can only give Obi so much love um, tonight. He's just – he's struggling right now. He's struggling. I don't think he's helping them. Um, it is, it is what it is. Um, all right. Give me some other questions. Uh, I'm going to go for another couple minutes and then I'm going to uh, hit the hay cause I'm fucking exhausted. Um, the drum and hate has gone too far from Dominic Ambrose. Again, it's, let me just say this one more time. Dr- the, the, the idealized version of Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond doing the things that Andre Drummond is good at and not doing the things that Andre Drummond is not good at, that version of a, of Andre Drummond is a guy that I want on my team any day of the week. I want him – sign him to a three-year contract for $12, 13000000 million a year. That's fine. I have zero confidence that that is the version of Andre Drummond that, that would be we would be getting if he gets another long-term contract. And that's my fear. Because he was, again, if you want proof, look at how he was this year on an expiring contract. He did not play efficient basketball. He did things that did not help his team win games. That's a fact. 
So, you know, again, it's not about not liking the, the, the perfect version of Drummond. It's about liking, it's about whether you, what you, what we have actually seen from Drummond, you know? So, so that's all that, that, that is. Uh, Eshwin, uh, Varghese, how you doing Eshwin? And, and thank you for coming to locker room earlier today. Do you think Ty should start over Noel? Um, Noel's younger has some good blocks, but Ty's is much better on the pick and roll. Hopefully, Zhang will help if we get him. Um, no, I think I think Noel is in the right to start. I I mean, look, if you told me that they would start Taj and Taj would be better, I wouldn't say you're wrong. I would just assume continue to start Noel, but I, it's a fa- it's a valid question. Um, Leo Skorupski, thank you so much for your contribution to the super chat. That's really way too kind. Um, ooh, Jonas Plout, Jonas Plout. Shout out to Jonas Blood. He asks good questions. There are questions that make me think. Who has won us more games? Tibbs schemes and defense or Randall? Um, I don't know if it's Tibbs schemes as much. I don't think Tibbs is doing anything revolutionary. I think Tibbs, what Tibbs has done really well, and I've noticed it more and more in, in recent games, is he has really taught, or maybe not taught, but our bigs and our and our point of attack defenders, which is basically all of everybody, <laughs> you're either a point of attack defender or you're or you're a big man. And, um, they guard the pick and roll about as well as you can guard the pick and roll, and they know exactly like the the big will the big will leave his responsibility and 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 curtail the driver. While the while the initial point of attack defender plays catch up, and then the timing on the switch back, so to speak, where the big kind of retreats, is perfect. They they switch that at the perfect moment on almost every pick and roll, such that if they're giving up a shot, it's a it's a mid range where the driver is kind of you know going on the run, and and there are guys in this league that can that can hurt you in those situations, but there's not many of them. And, you know, that's the bread and butter play that most, that every NBA offense is based on and they play it as well as you can play it. And um, I think that goes a long way. That said, um, without Julius Randle, I think this is a 15 win team, 12 win team. I don't know. It's not a lot of wins. Um, Oh, thank you, Andrew. All-time record for the Knicks for threes attempted in a game, 51 versus Atlanta in 2017. That was a four-overtime game, the four-overtime game. Um, so 44 tonight, a lot of threes. A um, couple other uh, questions. Why did they play Ty so much at the four? Um, wasn't this a great opportunity to play Knox, Obi more in short bursts? Because he trusts Ty's more. Because he trusts Taj more on defense. Like I that's what I was just saying. Taj on defense, he's not gonna take anything off the table. Um, and he's gonna usually make the right play on offense. It's with Tibbs, it's all about trust. It, you know, if you haven't fully earned his trust, you're not gonna play. Um oh, can we celebrate the Kenny Payne staying? Uh good good call from uh Jason M. Uh Johnny Bryan also staying. Look, I, I said it a few weeks ago and and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't say this as, as whatever, trying to be 
politically correct. I don't even know. More black head coaches need to be at, there need to be more black head coaches. Um, I, 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 I have to think that Kenny Payne was uh, incentivized to, to stay here and made very comfortable, um, you know, to stay. Um, but at the same time, that would have been a great opportunity for him. And it, like we, we, we said tonight was a bittersweet win. Um, I think getting to keep Kenny Payne in a way is bittersweet because talk about like that dude has earned his, he's earned the right to be a head coach in college basketball. Uh, shout out to gaming Whittock, um, for the contribution of the super chat. So, um, you know, he'll get that opportunity at some point and I'm going to be really happy for him when he gets that opportunity. But again, selfishly as a Nick fan, of course, I'm happy that Kenny Payne's going to be here. I just, you know, I, I, I also hope he gets that opportunity at some point, maybe when we don't need him as much, we really need him right now. Um, a couple of people have mentioned, uh, mentioned Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins was awful. Um, this year in Houston, he couldn't play defense at all. And on offense, he's not the boogie that, that you remember. So I, I would say no to boogie. Um, what else do we have here? Yeah, I think he, I think they sweetened the, the, the KP, uh, pot there. Um, DePaul is a dead end job. I think KP gets a head coach job soon, but that wasn't the one. Um, I don't know enough about college basketball to say how good or bad of a job the Paul was. I mean, it's a school I know, um, but maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. That's for sure. Uh, gaming Winnick again. Thank you so much. Uh, gaming really appreciate your contributions. Thank you. Um, do, do, do DN. I trust players who could play, not players. I just simply have a history with Tibbs got to grow from that. Yeah, but that's a chicken or the egg thing. Does Tibbs trust these guys because he's had them in the past? Or because he knows them from the past, does he just, like, I don't think he's playing Taj because he's like, oh, this is my guy who I've had in the past. I think I think the reason Taj is here and the reason Derrick Rose is here is he knows there's a, a modicum of efficiency on both ends of the floor that he's going to get from those guys, as a, like as a baseline. Gaming, thank you again, man. Gaming, seriously, thank you so much for, for all these contributions, Gaming Whitaker. A um, couple more and then we get out of here. I know I said that eight minutes ago. Um, what else? Gorgie Jang, Macri. Yes, I'm all for Gorgie, Gorgie Jang. Uh, when are we having lunch with Spree together? I, I would love to have lunch with Spree. Um, do, do, do. Jason M. Bullock has become a Tibbs guy just like Taj. Yeah, Bullock has become a Tibbs guy. I can't wait for Bullock to get back. They miss him. They miss him a lot. Um, let's end with this. Um, oh, wow. Thank you. Um, this first that um burks uh two for 15 if you could get him for two for 15 god that's awesome i don't think you're gonna be able to get him for two for 15 will randall be back versus the heat and will depot play i have no idea whether julius randall will, will be back for the heat um here's what i'll say i think if julius randall is not back for the heat game it's really tough to call that a must-win game or like a game where you'd be disappointed if they don't win. The fucking Heat, I know they've lost six or seven games in a row, whatever it is. There's still the Heat. 
Jimmy Butler, still Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, still Bam Adebayo. Like, I have the utmost respect for that team, even though they're struggling. If Julius Randle plays, though, if Julius Randle plays, that game becomes, like, the biggest game of the season. Um, And I hope Julius Randle plays. Um, I hope Julius Randle plays. Who knows? Maybe the reason Julius Randle didn't play is because they didn't push him because they saw who Milwaukee wasn't going to have tonight. But, you know, whatever. Um, it is what it is. Uh, it's a win, like we've all been saying. A win is a win is a win for this team. Um, fuck the Heat. <laughs> fuck the Heat. I hate the Heat. I will always hate the Heat more than any other team. I will always hate the Pacers. I will always hate the Pacers. But I hate the Heat more. I don't hate anybody more than I hate the Heat. Um, well, maybe the Mavs now. Ooh, that's a tough one. Do I heat? Uh, can everybody right now put in the chat? Right in the chat. This is gonna be. We'll, we'll go out on this note. Who is the team you hate the most as a Knicks fan? For me, it, it, it it's tough because I really do hate the Mavericks now a lot. I think it's still the Heat, though. I think it's still the Heat. I'm not sure. Um, coincidentally, fuck the heat is the official KFS moto motto Sixers. Oh, wow. The Nets. I don't hate the Nets. I, I don't care about the Nets Celtics bronze sexuals. Good answer. We got a lot of mad. We got a lot of Nets. Wow. Okay. Nets, Boston. Or if you're old school, it's probably Boston. Boston was before my time though. Um, heat paces are a tough one. Yeah. For me, it's, it's traditionally between the heat and the Pacers. Um, fuck the heat. Mavs and Nets from Stevens. Okay. Uh F Pat Riley. This is great. This is let it all out. This is this is therapeutic. Mavs. Heat Bulls Pacers. Yeah. Whoever I enjoy peace, you must be my age. Um Heat Boston Nets. It's a good trio. Lakers! Shotgun. Are you like, are you really old school? How old are you, Shotgun? See, I don't really care about the Lakers because that's way before my time. Uh Boston. A lot of Nets. Wow. A lot of Nets. I just I don't care about the Nets. I'm sorry. Maybe this is a, a younger person thing. I, I don't know. Shaq on your 39. Okay, that's fair. Reggie Miller, hands down. All right, this was good. I love it. This was a great way to end this tonight. Um, cathartic, uh, as it always is. Uh, thank you, everybody. Again, apologies if you were in the locker room today and didn't get up on the stage. Uh, one, one more from the Super Chat earlier. Uh, Santiago Barrio Canal. I know it's not important in the big picture but I can't wait to get Porzingis at the garden on Friday. I hope he's healthy. Winky, keep up the great work, JM. Um, everybody in the super chat, uh, you guys are awesome. Everybody in the regular chat, you guys are awesome. Everybody watching, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming um, on a Saturday night. Um, it's Is it still warm out? Whatever. I'm sure there's better shit you could be doing, but you're here with, with, uh, with us. Um, thanks for letting uh, Nick's Film School be a part of your um, – you're a part of your fandom and uh, let's go next and I will see you on Monday night.